There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I feel like my boyfriend, he'd be okay. And I've talked to him about surrogacy and he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd like to touch your belly and all that stuff. But if that's the way it has to be, then I'm totally fine with that. I had been trying all these ways. I was literally doing everything possible. And the doctor finally told me, you have one healthy embryo left. Would you ever consider surrogacy? I think you can have it all, maybe not having it all at the same time, but there is something precious about dedicating and prioritizing different things during different seasons of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cheekies and Chill. I'm so happy you're here. Today's episode is going to focus on motherhood. Everyone's journey is so unique and so different, and that couldn't be truer for our next guest. She's been through it all and has a really unbelievable story of strength that's rooted in faith. My kind of girl. I already know this episode is going to be a good one, so stay tuned. This is Cheekies and Chill. Today's guest needs no introduction. She's none other than the beautiful Adrienne Bylone Houghton. You might know her from the all-women's R&B group 3LW, or Disney's The Cheetah Girls, or maybe you've watched her for years on the syndicated TV show The Real. These days, you can catch her on E! News, and on top of all of that, she's an entrepreneur, a wife, and a new mother to a beautiful baby boy. So let's go ahead and bring Adrian into the conversation. Hello, Adrian. What's up, girl? How are you? I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Me too. Thank you so much. You guys, I wish you guys could see her. She looks absolutely stunning. I think you're so beautiful. First of all, let me just get that out of the way. And first and foremost, congratulations on becoming a mother. And thank you. Thank you for being so open and vulnerable about this topic. And I'm going through a situation where I'm like, should I do IVF? Should I not? Do I want kids? So I was like, I think Adrian's a perfect person to talk to about this. And I know that you've already kind of talked about it, but now not here on Cheekies and Chills. So I do appreciate you doing this because it's something that I feel like we're around the same age. And and I don't know, I, I want to kind of hear your story. I mean, yeah, start wherever you want to start. You, you, you take it. I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but okay. I knew that there were certain things I I I wanted, obviously, I'm a 
career woman. And mm-hmm. I think so many women in our generation are thinking that way now. They're like, I want to be a businesswoman. I want to, you know, really put my career first. And then I knew I wanted to be married when I had children so that I could have, you know, the family structure that I dreamed of. Yeah. And so and for everybody, that's an individual plan of whatever you envision as your dream family structure. But for me, I knew that I wanted uh, to be married at least a year before even trying. So I waited that year and around when I was, I got married at 33. And so at 34, I was like, okay, my husband already has had children before in his previous marriage. And I was like, okay, he's had daughters, he's had sons, but he's never had twins. And this is so random, Uh but I really (laughs) was like, we have a whole family of all girls. My mom has her sister. My sister had two girls. My aunts had two girls, Desiree and Diane. Desiree had two girls, Deborah and Deanna. My sister has two girls. My mom had two girls, Adrian and Claudette. And then Claudette had two girls, Uh Jet and Bo. Ooh, estrogen is strong in your family. Amang, (laughs) yamang. So I was like, my dream is to have two girls. Like, let's go for twins. I feel like we've seen so many celebrities have twins. And it just seems like a very cool and glamorous thing. You knock it out one time. Sounds like a fabulous plan. Mm-hmm. And I was wildly ignorant when making all these plans. I went into the doctor cheekies and he's like, okay, so how old are you? Blah, 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 blah. He's like, we're going to do what's called a reserve test. So they go in and they see how many eggs you have oh, yeah. on reserve. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, ladies, you are born with all the eggs you will ever have, mm-hmm. which crazy enough, cheekies, you know that that means that your eggs that are in your body right now that you've had in your body were also in your mother's body. Oh, what? Yes. So this sounds wild. My son ever, my my son is literally in the other room with my mom right now. Oh. My egg that created ever was in my mother's womb at some point because it was in my body. That's crazy. I know. When you think about it that way, it's wild. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So you're born with all the eggs you're ever going to have, obviously, Mm -hmm how your cycle works, you pass one. But here's the thing. You want to find out what your reserve number is as soon as possible, because that actually helps you make proper, you know, uh, informed decisions on what you're about to do next. In that moment, Cheekies, I ended up finding out your girl had barely any eggs left. Like I was actually born at a deficit already what? because I was born with less chromosomes than like normal people. But that's a whole other crazy conversation that I ended up finding out years into trying. And so I found out I didn't have a lot of eggs. And they're like, we highly recommend IVF for you because that's that's just what's going to be the best way to harvest as many eggs as we can. Because, sweetie, after the age of 24, your fertility is on a decline. I said, 24? Big t- I know. <laughs> I said, oh, you got me out here feeling like a straight vieja. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> For I was real? not having no kids at 20. I wasn't even thinking Absolutely. about Same. kids at 24. So I just remember being in that office and hearing this and going, oh, my gosh, this went from something I thought I was choosing to be like cool and glamorous and just my own little cool plan to pretty much mm-hmm. God laughing at those plans. And it was yeah. a journey from there. From there, I ended up doing my first round of IVF and which is not cheap. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. All That's of these another thing. things are very expensive. And I'm so grateful that I'm privileged enough to even have had so many chances at having a son. But I can only imagine for families that don't have 
mm-hmm. the funds to do this, it, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. So I remember going in for my first IVF cycle, pretty much. You get your period. They tell you come in two days later. They do an ultrasound, a vaginal ultrasound, and they go in and they look and they see how many follicles you have. Your follicles in your ovaries will then create yeah. eggs. They go in and they look and they're like, girl, we know we're not seeing much up in here. They're like, there isn't much, but we're going to do what we can. A lot of people only start the injections and do them for maybe 10 days, 11 days. Every time I've done an IVF cycle, I've had to shoot up for like 14 days because my eggs just don't grow as rapidly or as large as they would expect. So I end up going through this whole cycle. The first time I do it, they pretty much call me and tell me, funny enough, I was in the hair salon under a dryer getting some prolos done. Uh The doctor calls me and he's like, we're so sorry, like your first cycle, like you got nothing. What? And I was like, what? Like, like, wait, I'm like, I was like thrown off. I was so excited for this call because I thought they were going to tell me like, you have two girls, Mm. you have a boy, you have like, what, what did I get? Another fun fact, you can't choose the sex of your babies, which is something else I thought you could do. I thought I could pick the sex of my Mm -hmm. children. You cannot choose the sex of your babies, but you can choose what you end up implanting, but you can't pull from what you don't have. So let's say I ended up fertilizing four eggs and they all got fertilized with my husband's sperm. Let's say all four of them ended up being boys. Mm -hmm. I can't make it a girl. You can't make the right. Okay, yeah, it's like what comes out is what comes out, right. But if you get two girls and two boys, you can say, oh, the ones I want to implant into my body are the two girls. Right, okay. And so I ended up trying this six more times. I've done IVF a total of eight times. And all together from eight rounds of IVF, I got two girls and one boy. I got the first two girls, the first one I implanted and ended up miscarrying at almost four months, which was super heartbreaking. Oh my god. And then the second little girl I implanted um didn't take. And so oh. here I am with this one embryo boy who was actually made in 2017. It was at the what? time now it was 2022. 5 years later he was in a freezer for 5 years. And I had been trying all these ways. I was literally doing everything possible and the doctor finally told me, "You have one healthy embryo left." Like would you ever consider surrogacy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, it just, the idea seemed mm-hmm. foreign to me. And honestly, especially as a Latina, like. as what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. I have huge hips. I've thought since the day I was like, got my period that like, girl, don't let somebody look at you. You'll get pregnant. Like I, uh-huh. for sure, my mother had both my sister and I naturally like I thought like, oh, I'm, I'm going to lift up my leg and the baby's going to fly out. Like I thought yeah. <laughs> this is Boom. what our bodies were made to do. We're Latinas. like mm-hmm. we do, like we does this like this is. Yes. And to hear this was heartbreaking. And I just remember bringing it up to my mom initially, mm-hmm. who right now is in the room with my son, madly in love with him. Can't imagine this journey went any other way. But. I remember mentioning it to her and her kind of being like, why would you want someone else to carry your baby? Mm -hmm. And I was I was just like, mom, I'm not choosing this. Like, I know for you, it's been completely different. But I think it was just hard for her even to wrap her mind around the idea 
that my journey was going to be so different from hers and my sister's. And I think they were heartbroken for me, too, and a little bit heartbroken for themselves. You know, I think they were disappointed. I think they had dreams of seeing me with the big belly and maternity photo shoots and holding my hand while I was pushing through contractions. Like there's dreams that you not only have for yourself, but the reality is your family has some dreams for you, too. And it sucks to have to not only let yourself down, which I felt to some extent like my body had let me down. But then I felt like, damn, I let the people around me that love me and have been praying for me and wanting this for me down. All that to say, cheekies, I have a seven-month-old son that we are all so in love with, that we all were there when he was born. I literally pulled my son out of someone else's vagina, which sounds wild. But (laughs) I was going to ask you, so you did pull him out? Full. I was full on. In there. I was in there. I'd be there. I, I grow me too. I'd probably do the same thing. I mm-hmm. swear you don't even think about it. I pulled my baby out. I put him on me, all sucio and everything, just and oh. I was so in love. And I can't imagine it being any other way. And I've said this before that like I remember reading a quote that said, The thing that hurts us most in life is the idea of how it's supposed to be. Right. Like there's all these things yeah. we could have had in our mind that would make it perfect. But then you're like, there's something beautiful about the imperfection and your own. You can find beauty in your own story, mm-hmm. whatever that story is. And my story is not at all how I imagined it would be. But I find so much beauty in it now because like my nieces were there, like everybody was surrounding. Thank God my beautiful. surrogate is so awesome. She was like all open to like just a family birth and I'm just so in love with my son that I look at him every day and I'm like oh you are such a miracle and I'm just so grateful and that was God's plan for your life and 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 going back to that it's it's we have and we make all these plans and in reality when you surrender your plans to God and it's like not let it be your will amen like he was meant to be here ever was the last embryo you had he was a boy you come from a family of girls and here he is. He's es el rey de la casa, de la familia. And that's how God wanted it. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. 
Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. One thing that you said that I absolutely loved was that when you were choosing or you guys were choosing your surrogate, you were like, I just, I, I want to connect with her smile. I need, like, it, there was something about the smile. Can you tell me why? I feel like, and I even see it now, my dream for my son was to be a happy baby. And I think we hear so many people say like, what is it you would want for your children? Like, if you could think of one thing, and most mm. people will say, I just want them to be happy. And for me, I had watched so many other people like I was obsessed with watching pregnant women on Instagram I was just watching people and like learning and a lot of them were like whatever your vibe is while you're pregnant like they say like that's kind of the energy that the baby receives and it was mm -hmm. so important like I think I'm a pretty Absolutely. happy silly smiley goofy person and I was like I want I want whoever is going to carry my child to be a happy person like I don't want For like sure. a miserable person who surrogates do get paid a lot of money. It is not a cheap thing. It is. Mm -hmm. They do receive a lot of money. They're doing something that is, I believe, is God's work. They're like yes. baby angels that, you know, create families. And so I didn't want somebody that felt like they were doing it one for the money, but I wanted them to feel like it was their calling and that they were genuinely a happy person. So their smile to me was going to be like an indication. And the moment I met my surrogate, she's like, guys, she's like abnormally phenomenal, happy, joyous, funny. Um, oh, maybe she can cook my baby too. Yeah, she's like very talkative. But when really? I first met her, it didn't even feel weird. Like I thought, oh, this is going to be so uncomfortable. Like this is, and I'm a very private person in that way. Like when it comes to like these kinds of things, like like, I'm not easy to, like, cry in front of people about, like, you know, what, like, that's just not yeah. my personality. And I'm like, I this woman you. is going to be in the most intimate moment of my life. Like, the moment I meet my son, like, I need to be, like, comfortable and not even think about that when she's there. And it was, I felt like I could cry in front of her. I could, Aww. he did skin on skin. So I had to have, like, my chest out. And yeah, a lot of people I know initially saw the photos. They're like, now, why does this girl have no clothes on? And I kept trying to explain <laughs> to them, even if you didn't birth a baby, when the baby comes out, the first touch that they experience, they want you to put the baby on your bare chest so that you can have what's called skin to skin bonding and that they can feel your heartbeat. Your heartbeat actually stabilizes their heartbeat. Your breathing, all of that, like teaches them how they should breathe, like it's actually pretty wild how we were created. Like God thought of every single detail 
So she was awesome and absolutely the smile. The smile was a great indication of a joyous woman who has her own. She has her own children as well. She loves her kids. She enjoys being a mom. And um, I feel like I have the giggliest, happiest baby. And I'm grateful for the energy that she she gave him for those first nine months that he was here. Wow. And you guys are still friends? Yes. I chat with my surrogate all the time. I'll be like, I will randomly hit her up and send her pictures of him, like what he's doing today. And she has her mm-hmm. two kids that I became really close with as well. And she'll send wow. me updates of what they've got going on. And it just, it's been awesome. That's, that's ugh, makes my heart so happy. Yeah. And Israel, your husband, he was, what did he tell you about, about everything? Like, how did he feel about the whole process? He is the coolest person and the greatest support system because even in moments where I was like, oh, aren't you so sad? You're never going to see me pregnant. Like, like, is that oh. so like, don't you want to see me with a belly? Oh. He was just like, yeah, that would be great. But if that's not the the occasion, he was all about the silver lining. And if oh. you can have someone in your life Love him. that reminds you of the silver linings of like, well, the good news is do not go mess up down there. That's a positive. Be like, uh-huh. he would. He literally was joking with me. He's like, you know that we could like celebrate his birth. Like we could like make love the, uh-huh. the day he's born. Like I we love- don't have to wait six weeks. And I was like, yeah. great point. He was just uh-huh. reminding me of all the good things. He's like, take this time to like be in the best shape of your life. Why not? Um, like he was just thinking of all the great things that could come from. Maybe not just to make me feel better. And it did. Mm-hmm. It did make me feel better. And I'm grateful for that. But I yeah. have I still dream that maybe one day I will be able to carry. I I I have not given up hope. And yeah. while I think it's taken the pressure off, I think they do say that when you're going through these fertility treatments, it's so important to like stay calm. Don't stress. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier said than done. Baby, you are stressed. You are stressed out. And so I think there is a part of me that feels less pressure because I already have my amazing son that I feel like if I tried again, maybe it would be easier because I already have a son. It's not like I'll never be a mother. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, you know what? I God is listening, and I—it's your faith, and that—that's how—that's where I'm at because I tried IVF and I started last October, and then I was like the second day, and I said, no, you know what? Let me. I feel like my body can do this by itself. Let me try it. And I'm like, okay. And if it doesn't within a year and it hasn't been a year, it'll be a year in October this year, then I'm going to go ahead and try IVF because I'm not sure to be honest, if I want to have kids because I raised my siblings and I feel like I've kind of gone through it, but everyone says, no, when you have your own children, it's just, you can't, it's, it's unexplainable. Like what you feel. And that's why I was like, I need to talk to Adrian to see. And like now I've been, I'm inspired and I feel like my boyfriend, who is the only guy that's ever made me want to even have a child. Same. He makes me feel safe, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like he'd be okay. And I've talked to him about surrogacy and he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd like to touch your belly and all that stuff. But if that's the way it has to be, then I'm totally fine with that. When I tell you there is something so dope about there being a piece of you and that man you're so in love with and like there's something fun about looking at the features and they change every day like there's moments like when he was born we swore like he had my eyes for sure but then like as it's gone along we're like is that my nose or is that your nose 
Is that Henry Moppet? Are you like this? And and it's this beautiful little human that's genetically the DNA of me and the man that I love. And there's something so beautiful about that. I even think when you're like cleaning yeah. caca at two o'clock in the morning, you're like, this is uh-huh. our genetic caca. Like, we make this, is, <laughs> this is our poop. This is our yeah, poop. That's like crazy. And, and I don't know. It just I think there's just something so beautiful about it that no matter how the child gets here, I think when they're here, you're going to be it is different, I think, than raising your siblings because you're literally going to see a reflection of your love in this child's eyes. And it's 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 so beautiful. And every day there's like a new like they see new things like now he recognizes us. So like when Israel gets home, he's like, <laughs> like he's so excited. His little face, like he like doesn't know what to do with his hands, but he's so happy to see him. And I look at him and I'm like, you're you're like my little man. Like there's things about him that absolutely look like Israel. My son is my husband's mini me for sure. He, he but is. then I see even glimpses of my father. Like wow. I see like these little things. He has my dad's hands. Um, his curly hair is coming in, and I'm just, uh, I'm just so in love. And how how has your how has it changed your your life? I mean, I bet in every single way. But because I'm I'm right there. I'm at the crossroads of like, should I do this? Should I go down this road? Should I not? Like a part of me is like, I want to know what it is to raise a human just the way I think. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, hey, let me mold you. But then I'm I'm a little scared because I'm like I'm so career oriented and so career driven and but it's like I, I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> what do I, I do? I think you can have it all. <laughs> I am a believer. I think you can have it all. I think maybe not having it all at the same time. Okay. But there is something precious about dedicating and prioritizing different things during different seasons of your life. So True. For me, I feel like I've spent the last 20 years in this industry kind of establishing my career and cheekies you've done the same people you've mm-hmm. you've made a mark in this industry people know mm-hmm. who you are you've done it a phenomenal job people love you you are adored you know and oh, i think thank you even though your career is going to change people that love you are going to love to see that change. Does that make sense? Like there are different things that I'm going to be doing and there's things I'm not going to be doing. But I think even my audience that loves me is like, it's kind of awesome to see her in this new gear. You you know, you're just, the things you're going to talk about on here might be a little bit different, but people are going to be Mm -hmm. so excited and happy for you. And I think you have a fan base that literally has become like familia to you. So it's, I think they're going to be so happy. So here's the thing. Your life does change. It doesn't change in a negative way. You have family like me. Like I have a mom that is mm-hmm. here to support me, to help me. You have sisters. Yeah. My sister's the same way. She, they rally around you and they help you. You have stayed up all night long for dumber things, cheekies. You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like if you right. just shift your perspective, people are like, yeah. you stay up all night. With I'm like, guys, we've partied. Mm-hmm. And stayed up later than and lost more sleep than I have for my kid. So it, it's just yeah. shifting your perspective. I think even I think the awesome thing is that a lot of your even what you've done on a career level has been with family. You mm-hmm. can do that with a child. There's people who have started multi-billion, you know, companies based off of things that were needed for children. Like you listen. Yeah, you're right. You're a mastermind. No, yeah, you'll right. figure it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you're right. 
And as a fan of yours, I, I do remember feeling that where I'm like, damn, that's so cool. Like, because when we first met, I think it was at a Latina uh, magazine event and it was 30 under 30. So we were both under 30. And I was like, I've, I knew about you. And I was like, oh, the Cheetah Girls. And then like, I saw you and like, I saw we went to the real. Yes. Then when you became a mommy, I was like, oh my God, as a fan, I was like, that's so awesome. Like now I get to see her in this whole other season of her life. And you're still hot as heck. I'm like, she's still beautiful. Está bien guapa. And she looks great. And mommy, you look good as a mother. So I'm like, okay, well, I can probably do that too. <laughs> you know? I think the thing <laughs> that I also recognize is that a lot of what has made me successful is relatability. That like, mm -hmm, for people sure. can relate. And I think true. In, in your case, being a mom is going to be no different. People are going to be like, girl, I relate to whatever it is that you're going to experience. It's it's relatable. So I think motherhood is so special and being able to just bond with girlfriends about it as well. You're going to love it. You're going to find your little mom squad. You guys are going to yeah. have your group chat. You're going to be like, okay, the kids poop looks like this today. Um, but you're going <laughs> to find yourself mean? doing wild <laughs> things. You're going to be like, my kid is supposed to start eating. He does not like, I'm like, how do you not like avocado? Like, how? I'm like, is this... Is this my kid? So my friends are like, uh. mash it up better. You need to add some some uh, salt and pepper to it. I'm like, I'm supposed to season my kid's food? So you're going to uh. have your mom squad of people telling you all different things. You'll have the support. Yeah. And ultimately, if it's meant to be, it will be. And I feel like even though I had a child through a surrogate, if God didn't want my son to be here, he wouldn't be here. Yeah, I agree. I am so happy for you. Honestly, you. I see you, your glow, you're gorgeous. You've always been gorgeous. And I'm so grateful that you came on and you're so open and vulnerable about this process because this is going to help so many of us. And I'm saying us because I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm right there. And, and I think you've inspired me to just say, all right, let's try it and see, you know, if, like you said, if God wants it to happen, it's going to happen no matter what. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. I want to talk about your career because you're a singer. And I think, like, I mean, I love your voice. I've loved your voice since, I mean, you were in 3LW, correct? And then the Cheetah Girls. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the music space. Is your family, like, do they sing? Okay, so my dad is an amazing singer, but he's not like a professional singer. Okay, my dad is from Ecuador. My mom's from Puerto Rico. And my dad came to the United States to sing at a nightclub in Queens, New York, where he met my mom. Shut up. So my dad technically, I guess, would be considered like a professional singer. He was like a singer and he would sing at nightclubs. And then he met my mom and they ended up getting married and having us. And my mom was raised like super religious and super Christian. Okay. So like once they got married, she was like, you're not going to be in these nightclubs singing. Uh (laughs) Like we're going to raise our kids in church. They're going to follow the Lord. They're going to know Jesucristo. Uh So my mom pretty much was like, yeah, like that's the end of that. But singing in our home was like Mm -hmm. a thing. Like my dad, ever since I was a little girl, he taught me and my sister how to harmonize. And so then we started becoming super active in our church. We grew up Pentecostal. So I was super involved in children's choir, mass choir. I did every play, Easter play, Christmas play. Your girl was trying to be a local celebrity with my little songs in church, okay? Love it. (laughs) And that's where my love of music came from. There was always music in our home. And I was like, man, I want to be a singer so bad. But when you grow up in the hood and you don't know anybody or don't know even how do you get your start, I kind of put that to the back burner. And I was like, well, I don't even know how I'd ever become a singer, but singing in church is going to work just fine for me. And it's kind of crazy, my story, because I went to a specialized junior high school called Mm -hmm. Clinton School for Writers and Artists. The only two other people that have ever gone to that school is like the Waynes brothers were known for going there. It's in New York City Uh in Chelsea and Jerry O'Connell. Random. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) So I ended up going to that school and it's pretty much a school that prepares you to audition for those big art schools like LaGuardia and Juilliard. If you know anything Mm -hmm. about these big music schools, they're like Nicki Minaj went to LaGuardia. Mm -hmm. Like this is like where people record demos and get their start. Oh, yeah. So I went to this junior high school and then it was my senior year and they were like, okay, well, it's time for you to put your portfolio together so that you can audition for these schools. And that's when I realized this costs money. Uh It's me getting closer to the mic to say that. (laughs) I'm like, this costs money and my family does not have the dinero to be doing this. 
So I actually didn't even tell my mom that I was expected. If you're going to audition for vocal, mm -hmm. they required you to have a demo. Uh, you have to record a demo yeah. and you have to have a headshot. I was like, I can't, I just can't ask my mom for that kind of money. Mm -hmm. I know we're struggling. So I just kind of told my art teacher, I was like, yeah, I'm going to pass. I'm not, not going to audition for the schools. I don't have the money to put my portfolio together and I'm just going to pass. And she was kind of disappointed, but like, whatever. And I ended up deciding that I was going to go to the same school my sister was in. And I know you're close mm -hmm. to your sisters too. I'm so yes, close with my sister. So close. Yeah. He's three years older than me. So check this. When I was getting into high school, I was going to be a freshman and my sister was going to be a senior. And I was like, boom, this is a genius idea. I'm going to be able to like get in, mingle, fit in, I'll hopefully be popular. Uh -huh. And the thing is, my sister wanted to be a nurse, which she ended up becoming. And I was like, you know what? I'll just follow in my sister's footsteps and I'll go to this specialized high school for medicine. Mm -hmm. And it was called Health Professions and Human Services. I know this sounds like it's going in a random direction. No, no, no. Tell me. I am so interested. No, no. Tell us. <laughs> I end up going to a medical school and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to maybe become like crazy enough. I wanted to be an obstetrician. I was obsessed with babies. And I was uh -huh. like, I will just sing the babies out of the womb, whatever, it'll work. I'm going to put singing on the back burner. Let me do something that seems more realistic. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to go to this specialized medical high school. Well, my second year, when you're a sophomore, they require you to do an internship. The school is directly across the street from a hospital called Beth Israel in New York. Uh -huh. And you do internships there. My internship was literally like filing paperwork. Like people would come in and I had to work at the hospital. It was part of my grade and I was just filing. And this guy walks in one day. I will never forget. His name was Reggie. I have literally never seen this man again. It's been well over 20 something years. He walked in. He had like a broken leg and a cane and was like, what up, ma? You sing? Shut up. <laughs> and I was like, wait like what like I turned around I was fine and he's like you sing and I was like what do you want to hear I was like absolutely <laughs> I do I was like uh, I can hit you with a salsa jam I can hit you with a pop song you want to hear a little Lauren Hill his eyes on the sparrow I got you <laughs> love it and he was like I know this manager that's putting together a little girl group he's like you know if you can get I know a lot of you girls intern from the high school here, can you get me a group of girls from your high school to come audition for this girl group? And I was like, Reggie, I got you. And he gave me his business card and I mm -hmm. went to gym class and I knew that there was one girl I had heard singing in the locker room named Jennifer and another girl's name was Jamie who sang in Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. So I just knew random girls and I'm like, guys, there's this guy, he's putting together a girl group. Can we try to go together to the audition? And sure enough, that guy took me into the first audition, which was, it actually gets a little weirder. He told us he wanted uh -huh. to hear us sing first. And I had to meet him outside of Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. I do not recommend young girls doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be not careful, wise but... decision. Mm -hmm. But we ended up singing for him. He was like, you guys are good enough to audition. He gave us the nice. information. He cleared us. And I went to that audition. And that was for 3LW. I met Keely at that audition, her mom her aunt, the managers, and the production what? company who put 3LW together. How old were you? I was 
14 going on 15. Or maybe I was already, I might have oh, already wow. just turned 15. 15. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And I'll never <gasps> forget, like, I sang at the audition. The first song I sang was His Eyes on the Sparrow, like Lauren Hill from Sister Act 2. Uh-huh. Yes. So I sang that. <laughs> love. Love that movie. And then uh-huh. they were like, do you know any songs in Spanish? Which is what I really loved in that moment. And if there's anything I can say to people is be so proud of your culture and like mm-hmm. rep as hard as you can. Because let me Hell tell yeah. you, as much as we think sometimes that our our cultura is going to hold us back, I do not believe that at all. I think that authenticity is what has absolutely opened Ooh. the doors for me and my career. Because absolutely. one of the girls was Dominican that was auditioning. And I remember them being like, there's this huge Latin explosion happening. It literally was 1999. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Martin, Shakira, J Lo. Yes. This was that time of the Latin huge explosion in music. And I know specifically they were looking to put a Latina in the girl group. And the other girl was Dominican and they asked both of us, they're like, Do you guys sing in Spanish? And I remember her going, <laughs> Beady beady bomb bomb, but kind of like being sarcastic. Mm, yeah. And being like, ew, like I don't know Spanish songs. And okay, in that yeah. moment, I was like, oh, please, while I break out a whole Preciosa by Mark Anthony, I was like, yo sé lo que son los enc-. Like, I full on <laughs> broke out and sang yes. Preciosa. And hands down, I know that I know that I know that that's the reason I got in the group. Oh, my gosh. Adrian, we got to do something together musically in Spanish, you and I. <gasps> Chiquis, I'm going to die. We need to. Okay, we're leaving it here on Chiquis and Chill. It's happening, you guys. She said it. Imagine us doing so. Oh, girl. I'd be honored. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. Okay, okay. For sure, we'll talk after, but, like, I'm so excited. Um, That's awesome. Oh, my God. I Honestly, I had no idea about this, Adrian. Like, that's crazy. It's like when it's meant for you, when God has a plan for you. Amen. A guy in, with a cane and a broken leg is going to walk in and is going to be God speaking through him to you. So if it's meant yep. to happen, it'll happen. I tried to divert from the plan God had for me and he still made a path, even though it didn't work out the way I thought it would have. Like he literally allowed that opportunity to be there for me. And I truly believe that that was destiny. There's no absolutely. there's just no other way to explain that story. It's mm-hmm. absolutely random and crazy, but I'm forever grateful. And the one thing I learned from that is I remember hearing Oprah say there is no such thing as luck. There is mm-hmm. such thing as opportunity meeting preparation. Yes. And the key is to always be prepared. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. You may never know when God is going to put that opportunity right in front of you. The key is that you be humble and be mm-hmm. prepared to go after. Go right through that door that's been opened for you. Amen. I absolutely agree. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. And I can't wait. We got to yeah. hang. We got to hang. We got a double date. We got to record that song. We do. Um, so many yes. things to do. Absolutely. got to meet ever so. in person. He needs to meet his titi chiquis. Yes, please. Titi Chiquis <laughs> will love him so much and spoil him. I got but you. But yes, thank you so much. And you guys, before you go, you know that I always finish um, the episodes with a quote. And the quote is, motherhood is amazing. And then it's really hard. And then it's incredible. And then everything in between. So hold on to the good, breathe through the bad, and welcome the wildest and most wonderful ride of your life. Amen. Yes or no? Does that is that a good one? Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> I felt that down to my core. Oh well, thank you again, and thank you guys for listening. Los quiero mucho. Les mando muchos besos de Adrian and de mi parte. Besos. 
you need advice on love, relationships, health, imas? I'm so excited to share with you that my Cheekies and Chill podcast will have an extra episode drop each week. I'll be answering all your questions. Just leave me a voice message con todas tus preguntas y yo te las voy a contestar personalmente. All you have to do is go to speakpipe.com slash Cheekies and Chill podcast and record your questions. I can't wait to hear from you. This is a production of iHeartRadio and the My Cultura Podcast Network. Follow us on Instagram at My Cultura Podcast and follow me, Chiquis. That's C-H-I-Q-U-I-S. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and check us out on YouTube. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, Honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.